Nation Nail Salon and Grocery Store. Wait, she's at the nail salon and the grocery store? I'm at the Combination Nail Salon and Grocery Store. Groceries through Instacart, delivered to my door. I don't have to choose between acrylics and the grocery store. Hey, everybody, welcome to the Soccer Sharps. Soccer. A Soccer betting podcast. George, we return for some weekend action and once again have seven official plays for the listeners. And uh, coming off a week, we went, what, what did we end up? Three and a half and three and a half and a push or something? Three and a half and three. So technically a winning show. Okay. Well, yeah, we'll take it out where we can get it, George. But um, I guess we'll just jump right into this thing because we do have quite a few games we need to cover. And we're dipping into some different leagues that we don't always touch upon. The first is the Netherlands. We're going to take a look at uh, Heerenveen hosting Ajax. <laughs> this one sees Heerenveen as three quarter of a goal underdogs at home, plus 0.75. And the total is set at 3.25. Jordan, this Ajax side has struggled uh, in the league to start off, but they got a new manager and they're doing quite well. What do we think about this matchup traveling to here indeed? Yeah, Jeff, uh, Ajax, I'm convinced by the their resurgence. I don't think it's a fluke. Uh, I don't think it's just a new manager bounce. I think they're back. They're back in a big way. Obviously, if people have listened to this show for a while, you know I love that PSV Eindhoven. They've been a great moneymaker for me this season and beyond. And I faded them last weekend, Dev. I took Ajax on that double chance and cashed it because Ajax got a draw and uh, will probably feel like they deserve three points. I think they were the better side throughout that match. And look, as you mentioned, new manager, John Van Ship. He's actually righted the ship. <laughs> and well they have not lost uh, since he's taken over. I think it's six wins on the, or six matches unbeaten now. And um, just in time, Dev, because now they can challenge to get back in the top four or uh, excuse me, top three, where they belong to try and get a Champions League space secured. And they still have the Conference League that, um, you know, they may fancy themselves to go the distance in. So, yeah, I'm buying it, Dev. I'm buying the resurgence, and they're looking good. They're firing on all cylinders here. This is where Ajax are supposed to be in the Eredivisie, Dev. And they travel here to here in Veen, sitting 13th place in the table now. Well, if you're going to get back into the Champions League conversation here, Ajax, you got to win games like this. So... Want to be with Ajax here, Dev? It's just about how to play it, and I think it's pretty obvious the way to do that in the Eredivisie is to add some goals. Yeah, we're going to look at Ajax on the money line here and add over 1.5 goals, keeping that number a little bit low. You could even go out to the money line and over 2.5 goals. Um, we're playing it just at the 1.5. It's minus 120. Totally viable here. Nine out of the last 10 Ajax games have gone over uh two and a half and five straight here in bean games have gone over uh two and a half Ajax have not lost in five as jordan mentioned with no wins for here in bean in eight look they're at home here so maybe you wonder but they are three quarter of a gold dogs um and yeah we ended up going with the adding on the goals because in the air divisi 
We see a lot of goals. We just liked it a little bit better than the spread, being that three quarters, just because this way you only need two goals to cash it in case it is like a two nil. But um, yeah, money line and over one and a half for Ajax here, minus 120. And that's not the team total. That's the game total, just FYI. Right, right. Cool. Well, let's move on then to uh, Ligue 1. We, we, Francois, we have Paris Saint-Germain hosting Lille. This one sees Paris as home favorites of a full goal, minus one. Total is set at 2.75. Jordan, I think there's a name for this, sort of the French classicer. Um, Of course, I don't know what that is, but what do we think (laughs) about this matchup between these two? Yeah, I'm not sure what they refer to it as, Deb, but in in recent seasons, it's been one of the, the more fun fixtures over in Ligue And Deb, I'm excited because Bet365 has arrived here in Arizona, and I can actually watch Ligue right from the app there. So good stuff. Usually I, I'm not able to watch too much French football. So yeah, Deb, this should be a fun one and one that I actually don't think will be too complicated here. BTTS and over, baby. I mean, that's what these teams do, especially when they meet. Uh, PSG, they're scoring for fun lately. They're really sort of kicking into that form, that late season form that take them into the Champions League, see if they can finally go the distance in that one. Uh, And Lille, look, they always love to play spoiler here. I I think PSG probably win the match. You could do like a PSG and both teams to score for a whopping plus 215. We're going to play it a little safer just in case we get one of those... uh, situations where we saw when we had uh breast and psg uh which ended as a 2-2 despite psg being up at home 2-0 so just in case something like that happens let's just stick with the goals here these are exciting matches most of the time and i think this one will uh follow suit so both teams to score and over two and a half coming in at plus money to have plus 112 that feels like a gift to me with some of the data we're seeing yeah, Jordan, I agree. You got the 2.75 here on the on the Asian total. So it's slightly higher. Throw on the both teams to score, and you do get that nice plus money here, Jordan. Um yeah, I you know, you said it. PSG rounding into form here as they look to make another push in the Champions League, and Lille also playing midweek in the conference league. Um, this should be a fun one. Yeah, marquee game in France. I you know, I've said it before on this pod. It's like you mentioned we haven't had a chance to watch a lot of these games in legal because we just don't have access to it. You do now over in Arizona in California. We still don't have it, or at least not that I'm willing to pay for. But, uh, George, yeah, both teams score over 2.5 plus 112. Love the plus money there. Yeah, it's kind of, I'm to be honest, surprising that, that it is plus money, to be frank, not only because of the crazy head-to-heads that we usually see between the teams, but, like, I guess they're thinking maybe Leal don't score, but that's weird. Because it's not like PSG have been keeping clean sheets in any competition. You know, even in Coupe de France, where they're playing lower-level teams, they're they're not keeping clean sheets. So, not sure why that's coming in. Leo love to score, uh, but we'll take it every day of the week, Dev. Plus money, let's go. Right on, Jordan. Well, those are the two leagues, um, you know, we don't always touch on. The Eredivisie and Ligue 1. So, let's move over now to, uh, how about, uh, what do we got? What do we got? La Liga. We've got uh, Real Madrid hosting Girona. And this is a really fun game, George. This is the top of the table clash, teams one and two. Girona, two points behind Madrid. And now traveling to the kings of the league here. Um, this one sees Madrid as home favorites of minus 1.25 goals, a goal and a quarter. And the total is set at 3.25 
Uh, George, the last time the reverse fixture of this, these two met up. Madrid smoked him and showed them who's boss, winning 3-0 in Girona. But now we travel over to De Bernabeu. What do we think about this matchup? Yeah, it feels like the table now has some inevitability to it, right? It's like there are no more games in hand. Everyone's played 23 matches. Girona were top of the table for so long, even despite losing, as you mentioned, uh, to Madrid in the reverse fixture. They were still up there, and now you look, and they've been overtaken, and Real Madrid are up there, and it just has that sort of ominous, imperious feeling, right, where it's like now Real Madrid back to business as usual. The the Death Star has arrived and is firing on all cylinders now. Maybe that's going to happen with Man City in the Prem, too. We'll see. But here in La Liga, it feels to me, Dev, like everything has kind of sorted itself out here. And Madrid is going to kick on and win this thing, as they so often do. Um, but look, Girona has a chance to make that uh, not the case by winning this match here. I'm not sure they can do it, though, Dev. As I say, Real Madrid is looking too good now. Their performances have been getting better and better. And at home here against a Girona team who, I mean, quite frankly, are massively punching above their weight here. It's so impressive that they've done uh, even this much. But I think it's, you know, the wheels are going to come off a little bit here down the stretch. And I think this is a bridge too far for them here, Dev. I like Madrid in this spot. But I think Girona could be heard from in this one. So uh, there's some value to be had on a uh, Madrid money line when you bring in the both teams to score. Yeah, that's what we're going with there, Jordan. Plus 150 or thereabouts. Um, pretty high plus money play. You know, proceed with caution, as you will. But I, I think the way Madrid are playing, and it's funny how we mentioned this before with PSG, these teams that are really just rounding into form as we approach Champions League knockouts. It's, it's funny how it works, right? We see it with Man City in the Premier League. We see it with Madrid in La Liga. Um, even Bayern over in the Bundesliga, these teams, they, they know they're designed this way. They know that they're, they want to start peaking around this time of year. So now you to bring in this Girona team who are really just a breath of fresh air in the Liga, in my opinion. Uh, I saw a video the other day breaking down how they do their business and obviously part of the city football group with Manchester City, New York City, FC. Um and I think they said that they could spend a total of 7 million euros on transfers uh, in the past year. And Madrid could spend 700. So you're talking about 100 times more firepower in terms of spending power, I should say, uh, that Madrid have on their books. So look, the fact that Girona is even in this position is impressive, but it's not without merit. Uh, they should be able to score in this match. They've had... Um, eight of the last nine head-to-heads have seen both teams scoring. The only, the ninth one being that 3-0 defeat at Girona, which is pretty heartbreaking. But I expect Girona to like be in here and make this difficult. The problem is Real Madrid. They just have so many talented attackers. There's so many ways they can hurt you. Um, strong defensively, but have been a little bit shaky back there. I, I expect this thing to be maybe like a 2-1, something like that. Even Could even go out to like a 3-1. Madrid take care of business. Um, so we like them on the money line, throwing that both teams to score plus 150. I like that price, Jordan. Yeah, absolutely, Dev. And even uh, just one more thing that that match where Girona didn't score early in the season when they hosted Real Madrid, it wasn't for lack of trying. They put up 1.6 XG, had three big scoring chances, missed all of them, hit the woodwork. So 
you know, bad day at the office there. I fully expect that, or I should say, they're fully capable of notching at least one in this match. I just think, again, the imperious Real Madrid machine will be too much for them. Well, let's move on, Jordan, to this area. We got two games for you guys we're going to break down here. The first being AC Milano hosting Napoli. This one sees Milan as home favorites of a half a goal. And the total is set at 2.75. Jordan Milan, been a little shaky. Kind of a weird season for them. Knocked out of the Champions League in the group of death. And then Napoli not reaching the heights they did last season. What do we think about this matchup with the Neapolitans traveling to Milan? Dev, I got to say, I was a little tempted by taking Napoli on the double chance here. I've been liking what I've seen from them of late. As you mentioned, really disappointing fall off from their form last season. Um, just weren't able to go again, I guess. And they've had some changes and managerial shift. And, you know, they're not lighting the world on fire, but they're starting to look better. The performances are getting there. They're starting to pick up some results. And I think they're kind of a live dog in this one. So that may make my card in some way, shape, or form in addition to the official play we've selected here, Dev. And that is much safer than taking... Napoli on the double chance. And it's just to look at the goals here, Dev, because as you mentioned with Milan, a little bit shaky. And most of that comes down to their defense. When they won the Scudetto a couple seasons back, a lot of that was down to a really stout defense and some fantastic goalkeeping. Like They still have the goalkeeping, but some injuries and personnel shifts have made it so the defense isn't quite what it used to be. But they still got plenty of cookers, Dev, up top. They score a lot of goals and a lot of times they get results because they're able to outscore the other team despite conceding. And I think we may see something similar here. Um, Again, I see some value on Napoli, but I absolutely think that AC Milan will be scoring in this match. They may score a couple of times and I expect them to concede dev. So this is kind of one of our tried and true, just classic BTTS and over two and a half coming in at plus money for this one, dev. I think that's a gift. Um, You know, if you got it at plus money, I saw it. It was evens. Yeah. Yeah, plus 100. I, the, the plus in front of the plus 100 makes me say plus money. But yeah, you're right. Even <laughs> understood, money. Understood. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's a, it's a great price there, Dev. And you know, if, if I haven't convinced anybody, I think the numbers will help to support me. And I'll let you run through some of those. Yeah, well, um, let's see. We've got both teams scoring in five straight AC Milan games with more than two and a half goals and seven straight AC Milan games. And you take a look at the over-unders on the season here, 15 and eight for Milan over under and Napoli 13, eight and one. So look, these teams, they score. We, we know they have the firepower still Napoli without Victor Osimhen, but they've sort of learned to get along without him. It would seem um, this is an important game in terms of European qualification for next season. Uh, AC Milan still in the top four and Napoli they're in seventh, trying to nip at their heels, trying to get back into that race. So uh, I think this should be uh, at least a fun game to watch. Bit of fireworks, blind at 2.75. So tack on that both teams to score. You're getting two and a half at even money. And uh, yeah, even money. Both teams score over 2.5, Jordan. Lock it in. Now let's move on to our second Serie A game. And it takes place on Monday. It is Juventus hosting Udinese. This one sees Juventus as home favorites of minus 1.25 goals. Goal and a quarter in the total is set at 2.5. Jord, uh, Juventus failed us last weekend. We thought they would be able to get some kind of result against Inter and keep the title race alive, but 
failed uh, in that one, although they had their chances. But now they get to come back home and host this Udinese side. What do we think about this matchup? Yeah, Dev, that Juve Inter game was the one where we said we'd be fine if we lost the play. It was it was the play that made sense. It was about the value. We would have taken Inter on the double chance if roles were reversed, and we lost out. They narrowly lost 1-0. We were okay with that. Um, but boy, it puts a dent in our Juventus future, right, for winning the Scudetto. Uh, but look, still, still a lot of season to go, and Juventus need to pick themselves up here and get a nice home win, get three points from this one, and, you know... There aren't many better situations right now than having Udinese come to your building. Udinese, who have failed to score in uh, their last few matches. So, tried and true here, Dev. We go back to the well with one of our favorite plays of the season, Juventus Moneyline and under. But we're going to make it even even stricter here, Dev. We're going to take a little more of a risk. And we're going to bring in the clean sheet for Juventus here and, and back Udinese to continue not being able to find the back of the net. Juventus win to nil, Dev. That's what we're looking at. Yeah, and you can sort of build that however you want in your um, betting app there. Uh, Juventus and both teams to score no. Comes in a minus 105. Um, or some some books have the option of just having a Juventus win to nil as, as its own sort of bet that you can place. But yeah, we went back and forth on this one. Do you play Juventus against the spread? Minus one and a quarter. Say, well, at least we can get the full cash in the event of a, a one nil sort of Juventus win by adding that both teams to score no. Uh, four straight head-to-head meetings have seen Juventus cl- keep a clean sheet against Udinese, who are sort of fighting for their lives here, avoiding relegation. We know Juventus, they can go forward, they can they can score, they've got guys who can do it, but tend to have low-scoring games. We've talked about it all season long. You take a look at the uh, over-unders on the year. Um, at home for Juventus, 3-7-1 and one over-unders, so... These games tend to go over. They tend to keep them tight and uh, just take care of business at home. Expect more of the same here from uh, Juventus traveling to town. Only two wins and eight draws, with thirteen straight up losses for Juventus on the. I'm sorry for Udinese on the season. Yeah, not great form and a, a perfect bounce back here for Juventus. Well, George, we're flying through these games. And maybe I was going a little bit too fast. Uh, I was worried we had too many games to cover. But we've got two more for you guys, and it's over in the Premier League. <laughs> a league which has been very difficult for us to cap this season, George. So we're staying Ugh. away from sides. We're looking at totals now. There's some fascinating games on the board, but the ones we're going to break down start off with Wolverhampton Wanderers hosting Brentford. The bees of Brentford traveling to Wolves. Wolves, home favorites in this one, minus a quarter of a goal. And the total is set at 2.75. Jordan, uh, it's going to be more of the same for listeners out there. Both teams scoring over two and a half here, uh, minus 112. Rinse and repeat, huh? Yeah, Def, absolutely. I mean, I've ranted about it a couple of times in our Discord server, which, by the way, if you haven't <clears throat> jumped into yet, you can find the link to that in the description of this podcast episode. Come chat with myself and uh, fellow listeners to the show, people sharing plays in there. And yeah, look, I've, I've gone on a couple of rants in there about the Prem, which used to be our most profitable league. Certainly not this season. That, well, I'm actually not sure. We might have done okay on it. But lately, for sure, uh, it's been rough, Dev. It's been so inconsistent. These teams can look like world beaters one day, and then just a few days later or a week later, look like a shell of themselves. And it's just so hard to like find any consistency with these teams. Um, 
But look, one thing we're seeing a lot of, Dev, are goals. Tons of goals, not a lot of defense going on in the league right now. I guess Diego Simeone's call-out earlier in the season was correct about the Prem not playing defense like it used to. So, yeah, we're going to go with the goals here. Maybe that's a trap. Maybe because everything's been going over lately. Now, suddenly, we're going to take some overs and it's going to go under. I think that's probably a fallacy. I certainly hope it is. We're looking at this game here, Deb, between Brentford and Wolves, and I don't see how we don't find goals in it. Uh, probably coming from both ends. So, you know, Brentford, since getting Ivan Tony back, they have not solved any of their defensive issues. They're still conceding quite a bit, but they're creating far more chances. When Tony was still suspended and they lost Brian and Buemo, it was a real problem because they weren't, they didn't have enough uh, creativity at the top. They didn't have enough finishing. And now, suddenly, Neil Maupai, that little fucking shit, I hate that guy. I hate his face. It's so punchable. But what I can't take away oh, from him... he's the king. He's the king of shithousery. You know? yeah. He knows what he's doing. Absolutely. But look, what I can't take away from him is his finishing. The guy's on fire, scoring for fun. And you know, if he weren't good, I probably wouldn't hate him as much. It's the fact that he's also really good at what he does. So yeah, he's in great form. Tony's back. Wolves, not really defending that well anyway. So I think Brentford at home here definitely get on the score sheet. And as I said... Their defensive uh, issues have not been addressed. Wolves also playing some really good stuff right now. And Huang might be back for this one, which will give him an additional boost. Neto's in great form. I see goals at both ends, Deb, and I think we get to at least three of them. Let's go with the classic again, BTTS and over two and a half. Right, Jordan, we've um, seen a couple of crazy Wolf games, Wolves games back to back. We saw <laughs> that Chelsea game where they ripped Chelsea apart at Stamford Bridge 4-2. Before that, had one of the wildest games hosting Man United that yeah. ended 4-3. Uh, man, that game was entertaining, we'll say, to say the least. But, uh, George, these two teams, fascinating, Wolves and Brentford, these two teams have played each other three times in the past, what, month and a half? They met uh, the day after Boxing Day. Wolves won that 4-1. They met twice in the FA Cup because they needed a replay after Wolves were red-carded, and that one ended 1-1. In the replay, Wolves won it 3-2, and now they're meeting again for the fourth time. So there's teams well aware of what one another can do. But you add Ivan Tony to the mix for Brentford, and you take a look at some of these numbers. I mean, Wolves games on the season at home, 7-2-2 for over-unders um, with a 15-6 and mark on the season. Uh, Brentford 14 and seven mark on the season for over unders. I expect there to be goals. I expect there to be fireworks. Jordan. We didn't even have to talk about this one too much because uh, the numbers are just screaming at um, both teams scoring over 2.5 uh, minus 112. Well, we got one more Premier League game for you guys. This one takes place on Sunday and it is Aston Villa hosting Manchester United. This one sees Villa as home favorites of a quarter of a goal minus 0.25 and the total is set. At a flat three, uh, George, super mixed bag for these two teams, right? Uh, Manchester United, looks like they're catching some form. Looks like they're figuring out what they're doing. Hoyland's starting to score some goals. And this Villa side, I mean, they're just, they're great at home, but got absolutely crushed by Chelsea <laughs> in the midweek. And that was, I believe, the FA Cup. And now they have to host this Manchester United side. Doesn't get any easier. But what do we think about this matchup? Yeah, Dev, these two teams are, are classic examples of what I was ranting about with the inconsistency 
Uh, you just don't know what you're going to get. Villa is a hilarious case because, as you said, one of their big things this season has been their their great home form. Uh, but then they were kind of looking shaky over the last month or so, conceding a little bit more, not quite getting the results they were. And on the road, they've been kind of a different team. So what did I do last week? I took Sheffield United at home on the handicap. <laughs> yeah, catching a goal and a half, Dev. They lost 5-0. Or was it 5-1? I can't remember how it ended, but they conceded 5. I'll tell you that much, and I did not cover. So yeah. I'm like, okay, well, Villa, all right, here we go. And then, as you say, then they go home where they're imperious and get ripped apart by a Chelsea team who were dead and buried, according to the media, just three days before that. Poch needed to be sacked, and then suddenly they look like uh, prime Chelsea. So... Really tough to call here, Dev, in terms of picking a side or what we're really going to see from the teams. So we're just going to try and go with what we've seen on the pitch lately, and that's been whoever's doing the scoring, we're getting goals. So with this one, not throwing a BTTS angle in there, but just hoping we get to at least three goals playing the Asian total here at the flat three, Dev. Yeah, that's right. Um, flat three, look, gives you the push possibility. Uh, this United side, look, more than two and a half goals and six out of the last seven with both teams scoring five out of those last seven. Um, I wouldn't hate a both teams to score an over here. I think this one could get crazy. I think this could be another crazy, crazy scoreline, like a three, four, uh, something, <laughs> something in that range. But so maybe you want to ladder this over, but we're going to stick, keep it safe. Go with the over three. Um, yeah. Wasn't the last, um, the reverse fixture of this wasn't that long ago. Right. Am I right about that? Where, this was the one where like Hoyland finally scored a goal in the Prem. Yeah, this was Boxing Day they played. It was 3-2 okay. United. Longer than I thought, but yeah, okay. So not too long ago. Yeah, Boxing Day, not as long as you think. Month, month and a quarter or so. Yeah, I guess so. So, uh, yeah, but yeah, I, I think it could definitely be something like that, as you say. Um, it, and you said uh, Man U has found some form. They're definitely finding space in behind and that seems like a recipe for success at Villa Park because of the way Unai Emery sets up that high line dev we can get those pacey wingers in behind and uh Rashford seems to be firing again now that's been good Garnacho. so the pace there and then you always back Villa at home to at least find a goal even when Chelsea were making them look like absolute children they still found a goal in the end so yeah and you wonder you know United did have Lysandro Martinez go off in the last game with an injury. He's been pretty key for their defense, so that just opens up even more uh, possibilities to score here for Villa. And I love just not messing with the BTTS, even though I said you probably could tack it on. I think both teams could score, but we don't want to be hand-wringing about it, so we're just going to take that flat three over at minus 113. Love it, Dev. Well, Joy, that's going to do it for us. I think we we do have some time if you want to hop on and talk a little bit about um, Der Bundesliga. Yeah, well, it's a huge match, Dev, so we do want to give it a little bit of love. And I just, the Leverkusen Well, let's thing give is... the lines first. Let's give the lines first. So we got Leverkusen hosting Bayern in this one. Leverkusen currently two points ahead of Bayern. Uh, all things equal in the Bundesliga table. Total set at the flat three, uh, and it's a pick. So what do you think here, Jordan? Well, I mean, Leverkusen is just so impressive, Dev. They just will not lose. What is it? 30-something unbeaten? 34 games unbeaten. 34 across games. Across all competitions. Unbeaten. And we watched them in the midweek in the Pokal when they hosted um, Stuttgart. And it looked like they were going to go out, Dev. Uh, they went down twice. 
clawed it back twice and then found a late winner. And you're just like, wow, is this the team of destiny? I, I just don't know what's going on. They will not lose. And that's pretty remarkable. But then you factor that into this here, Dev. Now they're hosting the best team in the league historically and, and maybe still currently uh, right after having to dig deep in the mid- midweek to find that late winner. So you wonder if that's going to play a role here. It probably will. How could it not? And also, Stuttgart kind of showed me something in that match, Dev, and that was that if you press this Leverkusen team when they're in possession, you can create high turnovers and you can create real problems for them. Well, who's really good at pressing, Dev? The Rekordmeister in Bayern Munich. And we're getting Bayern Munich as a pick in the Bundesliga? It just seems like too much of a gift. I'm getting basically two outcomes of the game. Uh, obviously, if it draws, I don't make any money, but I don't lose anything. And then Bayern, uh, if they win it, I make money. And it just feels like too good of a price to pass up on this Bayern team who really, Dev, when they have blemishes and dips, it's oftentimes against teams you don't expect it to be. But when they have the big games, when it's almost like a championship game, I I really wouldn't want my money to be anywhere else. You just got to back this team. They get up for these games and I think it's kind of a gift of a price, but you're not so sure. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I mean, look, there's a reason that Leverkusen has the nickname Neverkusen because they always <laughs> squander the league title and they've never won it. Uh, going up against this team that uh, has won 10 straight Bundesliga titles and all the pressure's on Leverkusen, right? They're hosting this one. They have the lead in the table. If they outright lose it, it's, it's probably done because it's hard to see Byron dropping points again, uh, although it could happen. But uh, yeah, Leverkusen, are they, have they been able to get rid of the, the moniker, the Neverkusen? I don't know, but for the betting purposes, I don't want to even take a look at a side here. I just want to look at those goals. I mean, you got the flat three, which is not bad. I thought a good way to play this, George, was to take both teams' team totals over one and a half. So it feels like somebody's getting to two here. Um, both are about minus 105, minus 110, somewhere in there. So if you play both, you get a 2-2. Hey, you cash two bets, um, which, of course, you would cash in the event of the um, over three as well. But this just gives you like a little bit of safety in case it's like a 2-0 or something. I don't see that happening, Jordan. I think there's going to be goals here. Both teams are going to try to really impose their will. Both teams want to control possession and probe and sort of control the game. And it'll be a question of who can do it more effectively. Um, we've talked about this season, how Byron haven't been the same Byron of old. And you brought up a good point. It's against weird teams, right? They lose at home to Werder Bremen one nil, but then they're smashing all the other teams that they should be. Are they rounding into form as we approach champions league season? Could be Leverkusen's about to start playing their Europa league games. So they could still even squander this. If they do get a point or outright win, which they could do. Don't get me wrong. But uh, I think you're right. The side is probably Bayern as a pick. I think if you were getting a quarter of a goal on either side, you'd love that as well. You could even play the draw outright. It's almost three to one. Yeah. There's a number of ways to play it. As you can tell, we're kind of all over the place with this thing. I think we like goals. We lean Bayern. But um, either way, I'll be watching it because it's a fun matchup, regardless if I'm betting on it. I'd love to see another team win the Bundesliga. I'm sick of it being always Bayern. But um, tough to tough to go against them in a spot like this where they don't really have the pressure on them. And all they have to do is really win here and they can uh, pretty much wrap up the Bundesliga title. 
Yeah, that's right, Deb. And I mean, you're right. There is some fatigue with Bayern always winning the Bundesliga. Although this year, if they did it, it would be kind of nice because Harry Kane would finally get a trophy and boy, is he deserving of one. Um, But yeah, Dev should be a really good one. I'm sure I'm going to have plays for this match. Once again, jump into the Discord if you're curious to see what I end up going with. And I'm sure others in there will have plays as well. Um, But Dev, in terms of the plays we do have, there's something we got to do. That's right, Jordan. Just one thing to talk about these plays. It's quite another. To put our money where our mouths is and pay the bookie. <laughs> Oh, now I have to do the recap. Uh, yeah, that's right. Do you uh, have them written down? I can do it if you want. Uh, yeah, why don't you do it? Because I don't have them organized here. Well, Jordan, seven official plays for the listeners, and it gets started over in the Eredivisie. With here in Vien hosting Ajax, we're taking Ajax on the money line, parlayed with over one and a half goals for the match. Comes in at minus 120. Then in Ligue 1, <laughs> Paris Saint-Germain hosting Lille. This one, both teams to score and over 2.5 goals in the match. Plus 112. Nice little plus money for you. Over in La Liga, Real Madrid hosting Girona. Taking Real Madrid on the money line, parlayed with both teams to score. A really nice plus 150 there, Jordan. Hopefully Madrid concede and then take care of business. And then in Serie we have AC Milano hosting Napoli. Both teams to score in over 2.5 at even money. And then on Monday, it's Juventus hosting Nutanese. Juventus to keep a clean sheet and win the game. Juventus win to nil. Juventus and both teams to score no. However you want to build it. It's minus 105. That's what we're taking there. And then finally, in the Premier League, we have Wolves hosting Brentford. This one, both teams to score. And over two and a half goals, Jordan minus 112. And finally, Aston Villa hosting Manchester United. This one, over three goals in the match, minus 113. Jordan, we got a lot of overs, we got a lot of totals, and we got some sides thrown in there as well. Whatever happens, enjoy the soccer weekend. Enjoy the big game, the Super Bowl here in the States. And uh, who do you got in that one, Jordan? I got to go with the Chiefs, Dev. Kind of like uh, kind of like Bayern Munich. You got to go with the guy that's been there, the guy that knows. Give me Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs. Uh, you agree? I do, yeah. I, I think you just, for me, it's break it down to who are the quarterbacks. Yeah. Brock Purdy, first time in the Super Bowl. Patrick Maham, Mahomes, two-time champion. Uh, yeah. Three three appearances. So, yeah, I got to go with the Chiefs there. Play them on the money line, a little plus money on it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Dev, yeah, I, maybe we're falling into the trap here with all these goals, all these overs. They The uh, little stereotype about American soccer cappers always just taking overs blindly. Well... Let me be honest with you people. We didn't always do that. Unders used to be a staple for us, taking swings on unders in big games. But uh, look, the season dictates it. We're seeing goals everywhere. We got to get a piece of the action. So yeah, do jump into the Discord. Find that link. If you're liking the show, consider leaving us a five-star review. We'll read it out on the show next time. We would appreciate it. Other than that, let's make some money. Let's make some money.
for a betting show. You want punditry? You can turn on ESPN. That's right. Jesus Christ. Sorry. Something fucking ad is playing. Sofa score. Just suck my dick. What is going on? <laughs> what the fuck is that? And they won't let me mute it. I mean, Jesus Christ. Anyway, um, 